Mentally Surviving Corona with Hypnotherapy Change Works. Solution-focused therapy for a calmer, happier life. Welcome to the Mentally Surviving Corona podcast. I'm Brian Noon, a clinical hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, NLP master practitioner and lecturer at CPHT Hypnotherapy Training in Brighton and in Surrey. So in this podcast, we'll be explaining how your mind works, how anxiety and or depression can happen as a result of feeling overwhelmed and perhaps most importantly, what you can do to get back on top of things. We'll be looking at techniques for you to be able to fight anxiety brought on by coronavirus. I'll be chatting with Ria Binney, a personal trainer, about how you can maintain a good physical routine even though all the gyms are closed and we've been put into social distancing. There's so much you can do in your own home. If you've got cans of beans, jugs of milk, you can use that as weights if you want to do stuff with weights. You can do a few bits in your house, walking up and down your stairs. And I'll also be chatting to Becky Graham, a nutritionist, on the pros and cons of indulging in food whilst you're stuck at home and how food can help you to feel happier within yourself as well. Load up on chocolate, it's just a natural mood booster. Plus we'll be focusing on loads more do's and don'ts to help you stay calm and in control of your mind through the coronavirus pandemic. So with all of this in mind, let's look at how your brain works or in the situation of anxiety and depression, perhaps it doesn't work properly. So it's not your fault, the first thing you should know. So we have, if we make it really simple, two parts to our brain. The first part is our intellectual brain. We could call this, if we're being scientific about it, the left prefrontal cortex. This is the part of the brain that when we use this, we make rational decisions. We're able to make logical conclusions about anything and everything. We'll use all the evidence available to us to come up with a proper assessment of any given situation. And that's great. That's the part of the brain that we want to be using most of the time. But there is another part of the brain, and I call it the primitive part of the brain, but you might know it as the monkey mind if you've read The Brilliant Chimpanzee Paradox, which is referring to the same thing, essentially. So... When we're in our primitive brain, we lose intellectual control. We stop being able to think rationally. We stop being able to think about possibilities and we go into a survival mode. Now, depression and anxiety is all about survival if you think about it. Anxiety is worrying about what could go wrong, the worst case scenario playing out millions of different scenarios potentially sometimes and they're always what could go wrong aren't they so if you think about it what it's doing is it's mentally rehearsing those things to make sure that you avoid it now the reality is if we're looking at it from our rational part of the brain the things that it comes up with probably aren't going to happen and if they are going to happen we could probably take steps to stop it from happening And it's the same with depression as well. We lock ourselves away when we drop into that primitive part of the brain and we think that things could go wrong, that our life is in some form of crisis. So we kind of do what the caveman did when there was snow or ice or danger outside and we retreat back into the cave, into their own four walls, which we're all having to do, which doesn't seem that natural to many of us. You see, the thing is, what we thrive on is positive actions, positive interactions and positive thoughts. And we'll get into them in a bit more detail a little bit later. But essentially, we need those three things because when we have those three things, we release something called serotonin. And serotonin is our feel-good chemical. There's lots of feel-good chemicals, but serotonin's perhaps one of the most important ones. When we have a nice healthy flow of that, we're able to think clearly. We're able to take stock of our situation and make the best of it and move forward in that situation from our intellectual, rational brain. When we become depressed or anxious, we stop producing the right amount of the happiness hormones and instead we start producing stress hormones such as cortisol or adrenaline. 
So I've talked a lot about serotonin as being one of the big positive chemicals, which is good for our mental health. But endorphins are also just wonder drugs for us. And we get these naturally when we work out. So I'm joined now by Rhea Binney from RB Fit Training, who is a personal trainer, to talk all about the benefits of exercise for our mental health and how we can still get those benefits, even though we're kind of on a bit of a lockdown and we're in social isolation. So Ria, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. So we're in social lockdown at the moment. We can't really engage with each other. We can't go to the places that we'd normally go for exercise classes. I know you do a lot of outdoor classes and, and stuff. What options are there available to people whilst we're being encouraged to stay indoors for most of the time? So there's lots and lots of classes being advertised online. Obviously, I'm doing some myself. Lots of others are. But there's so much you can do in your own home as well. I mean, if you've got cans of beans, jugs of milk, obviously with lids on. It's going to get quite messy without the lids on them. Well, exactly. You never know. You never know. <laughs> but obviously, that sort of thing, you can use that as weights if you want to do stuff with weights. You can do a few bits in your house, walking up and down your stairs a few times. You know, if you accidentally forget something or if you need four or five things going up each time to get them rather than just the once, and then you're getting a bit of extra exercise in as well. Love that idea. I'd never thought to use like the household items as weights and stuff. I love the idea of the milk, but like you said, please do make sure you keep the lids on. To be fair, you could actually, in your garden, do messy weightlifting and it gets lighter with each rep and the milk kind of goes over you. Yeah, or you just use your water bottle that you're drinking through and then by the end, you know, it's perfect, doesn't weigh anything. Be a bit smelly by the end of the milk session though, I think, so maybe not such a good idea. Do you (laughs) stick to uh, keeping the lids on, I think? More and more people are moving online. I guess you've had to, but is it the same? Is it, you know, a a really good alternative to doing it face-to-face? I have to be honest, I was always the sort of person, being an instructor myself, that face-to-face was amazing. Why would you need online stuff? But actually, being forced into it, it's really good. Some of the classes you can catch up on another time that's suitable for you. It's just, it's making it so much easier to access for everyone. And you do still actually get a really good workout from it. Plus, you've got that social side of it because you've got everyone else there as well. You might not see them during the class because you're concentrating and you've only got the instructor there. But at the start, you kind of hear from everyone. Everyone's excited. And then at the end, you hear that everyone was just as knackered as you. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> and I think that's really taken off. And especially at the fact that we can't go out and all get together, you still feel like you're with other people. Mm. And I think that really helps, especially with my mental mind, because I'm so used to being around people all the time. That I think that's them working the same for everyone else as well. One of the things that I talk about a lot in my hypnotherapy clinic is positive interactions and how good it is for our well-being and for our mental health. It releases something called serotonin, which is one of the happiness chemicals. And in this time, obviously, we can't be engaging with people outside of our household face to face. But I think video call and Zoom and things like that are kind of the next best thing. And if you can do something collectively, even if it's virtually collectively, I think it still gives you that feeling of belonging to something bigger than just your household, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely. And as much as you love everyone in your house, I think you need a little bit of time away from them sometimes. So at the end of the day, you've got a few other people to interact with, even if you just say hi to them for five seconds, it gives you that break. 
definitely makes a difference. Um, so we kind of touched on, on mental health here already. How is it that exercise benefits your mental health? Because it could be really tempting to just kind of stay in and shut down, even if you've been quite a gym bunny before, to just kind of be like, well, I'm stuck in the house, I'm going to get stuck into a Netflix box set and kind of not bother. So how is it that it benefits our mental health and why is it important to remain active during this lockdown time? Obviously, you've got the scientific side of it, which we won't go into too much. But it, I mean, it does release happy hormones. You know, you do a bit of exercise at the time. You might think this is horrendous. Why am I doing this? It's horrible. But after you feel so good, you feel so proud of yourself that you've got it done. There's that hormone chemical that releases that helps give you that boost as well and helps make you feel happier. Loads I mean, of endorphins. So yeah, massively. And there's so much more to it. I mean, there's so much at the moment that is being controlled for us. And it's one of those things. I think as human beings, we like to have control of things. And it's something we can control. We can choose to do a workout for us. And I think that makes you feel happier as well, knowing that you've made that choice. You've made that decision. How is it that people can get involved in, in one of your sessions if they wanted to get involved in particularly one of the sessions that you were doing? Um, well, it's really easy. They just literally need to find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's RB Fit Training, which is all one word. And on there, I've got the list of classes. All they need to do is message me with the ones they want to do, fill in a quick waiver to protect them and me and then they'll get the link for the class they can click on and join us and have a laugh do a session work out and then have a bit of a social catch-up after which again like we were saying is really important and does it matter what level of fitness you're at at this stage can you kind of take it at your own pace if perhaps you're a bit out of shape and you're seeing this as an opportunity now that you've got a bit of free time on your hands to kind of get back into exercise is it still something that you can join in with even if you're not in the best of shape at the moment yeah, definitely. I mean, with my classes, I'm constantly saying to people, do this if you're not happy doing this, try this instead, start with this and move on to this if you're happy to. And the one joy of not being in a class physically with other people is you can't see what anyone else is doing. So all you can hear is me saying how amazing you're doing. And that goes in and you go, right, it doesn't matter where I am compared to anyone else because I can't see them. So I'm doing brilliant. Brilliant. So actually, it's a really good place to start in some ways then. Yeah, definitely. All those people that think, oh, I can't go to the gym because people will be looking at me. They don't have that problem now because they can literally turn their camera off if they want to, or they just put the camera on me, watch me, and away they go. No one else knows what they're doing. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Ria. That's Ria Binney from RB Fit Training. You can find it on Facebook and Instagram. Mentally Surviving Corona with Hypnotherapy Change Works. Solution-focused therapy for a calmer, happier life. Go to hypnotherapychangeworks.co.uk to find out more and to book a free initial consultation. Okay, still to come on the podcast, we'll be chatting with Becky Graham, aka The Healthy Hedonist, on how what we eat affects our mental health and our well-being. But first, we talked lots about these happiness hormones, serotonin, endorphins, things like that. What can you do to help you to produce more of those things? Well, the first tip that I would give you is focus on what you can control. There's a brilliant quote that I saw on Facebook. It said, you can't control the storm, so stop trying. What you can do is calm yourself. The storm will pass. 
think about that. So we can't control everything that's going on around us. But what we can do is calm ourselves, get ourselves making a proper judgment of it because this will pass. And whilst it might be hard, there will be better times on the other side. And actually, we can use this time now to maintain a mentally healthy mindset. So things that we might not be able to control is, you know, People going out and panic buying, even though that's dying down a little bit now, there are still things it's hard to buy in the supermarkets. People not socially distancing enough outside when we see them outside the window. We can't control the government responses. We can't control how long this will last. These are all things that, you know, we could get ourselves stressed about. But essentially, if we do, we don't achieve anything by getting into that state, do we? Whereas things that we can control, we can control our own actions. So we can control if we do social distancing. We can also control what we do in this time. Now, it might be that actually you decide that I've been running at 100 miles an hour constantly and doing nothing is the right thing to do to actually start self-caring and relaxing and taking care of yourself. That's okay, by the way. But equally, if you're one of those people like me that like to keep busy, Perhaps you've got that endless to-do list that you never get around to. And now think about it as an opportunity to get those tasks done. My garage has never been clearer than it's been right now, thanks to this time where we're a bit quieter than usual. So think about those things that you could get done. By the way, every time you tick a task off your to-do list... You're A, taking away something that's potentially stressing you. If it's one of those things that you've been meaning to get around to doing and haven't done it in ages. But also you get a drop of dopamine. So dopamine is one of our reward chemicals and we'll talk about that later in the podcast. But it feels good when you tick something off of your list. Other things that you can control are how you follow the recommendations, how much news you consume. Now, we talked about that primitive brain at the start of the podcast and the primitive mind is obsessional. It has to know what's causing the stress. It has to go looking for a reason for us feeling the way that we are. And the primitive brain is also very much a worst case scenario in mind, as I mentioned. It negatively forecasts everything. So perhaps just try consuming the news once in the morning, once at night. Informed, but not over-informed, if you will. Try also getting your news from a reliable news outlet as well. There's lots of opinion dressed up as news on social media, so it can be hard to work out what is accurate and what isn't. I'm actually a former radio producer, so I know how the media works. They want to keep you watching or listening. I'm a big fan of the radio station LBC most of the time, and I found myself over-consumed with news, and I've had to kind of step back from it. But I know how it works, and I heard a uh, a jingle that they played constantly all day every day keep informed on coronavirus everything that we know everything that we don't yet know it said what they're doing is they're keeping you hooked in they're feeding that obsessional mind and whilst yes it is good to be informed we don't want to get caught up in that obsessive cycle of having to constantly be drip fed this negative media around coronavirus because negativity actually makes you want to listen longer because it it feeds the obsessional mind. Tip number two then, get a routine in place. Do those things that you've been meaning to do for ages, as I mentioned earlier. Limit the endless scrolling. It's really easy to be sat there just constantly scrolling on Facebook and your mind just gets numbed by it. 
use this time to learn something new. I've signed up for an online course about kindness and it's all about the benefits of kindness for our mental health and it's really interesting. If you want to check it out, by the way, his name is David R. Hamilton, PhD, and he's absolutely fabulous and it's actually free as well. So that's my tip to you. Stay connected or even reconnect. So our friends and family, we talked earlier about positive interactions being one of the things that's really important to produce serotonin. Now, we can't go and see our friends and family, but the wonders of technology, we can have the next best thing. Grab a coffee, arrange a coffee morning with your friends and do a group session on WhatsApp or Zoom or Skype with them and have a good catch up. One of the things that I've actually done is I've got a lot of friends that I've worked with over the years that I'm still friends with on Facebook. And if I bumped into them, I could have the most amazing catch up and chat with them, but I just don't get to see them very often. So I'm reconnecting with people using this time to reconnect and actually reignite those friendships that just kind of dwindled out for no reason other than I moved away from the area. Mentally Surviving Corona with Hypnotherapy Change Works. Solution-focused therapy for a calmer, happier life. Go to hypnotherapychangeworks.co.uk to get a free relaxation hypnotherapy recording or to book a free initial consultation. Still to come on the podcast, I have got some brilliant techniques, some really helpful techniques as to how you can calm yourself down almost in an instant, especially when your mind's getting carried away, and also some techniques that's going to help you maintain a calm and mentally healthy mind throughout this social isolation. But first, I'm joined by nutritionist Becky Graham, aka the healthy hedonist, to get advice on what we should and shouldn't be reaching for if we're going to feel at our best through having to stay at home. Becky, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So we are all on lockdown at the moment. Everyone's kind of pulling their hair out with boredom and frustration and stress and anxiety, which is kind of natural, I guess. And I think it can be quite tempting to reach for the sort of junk food cupboards and boredom eat and comfort eat through this. I mean, is that okay to do that whilst trying to maintain a a positive mindset or is that an absolute no-go? Well, do you know what? I think in this current climate, there's certainly a place for comfort foods and things that are going to make you feel better. And there's a good reason for that. It's because they help to produce certain hormones that make us feel good. So things like serotonin and dopamine, which Mm. are our happy hormone and our kind of feel good neurotransmitter. And so stodgy foods, sugary foods, foods that make you feel like you're getting a hug. They're all going to produce these hormones that do make you feel better. But... Just like in normal life, when we're not on lockdown, it's probably best not to survive on these things. It's really hard because in isolation, you're you're in the house, so you're at it all the time. But try and apply some of the logic you might apply if you were going about your normal life. So fine as a treat, maybe not all day, every day. Because having too much sugar, for example, can really disrupt your mood and can make you feel very anxious and very low because you can get yourself on a bit of a what we call a blood sugar roller coaster you get a quick boost you feel better you think yay and then not long after you'll probably have a bit of a crash when you'll feel low you'll feel irritable you might feel more anxious but there's certainly lots of kind of healthier options that you can be thinking about that will help to release energy more slowly i talk about dopamine chasing quite a lot in my clinic and it is dopamine is one of the reward chemicals, isn't it? So we feel really yeah. good when we get that fix and, and chocolate and junk food can be really good at giving us that, but it's quite short lived, isn't it? 
And as soon as it wears off, that's why you can go for one biscuit and end up eating an entire packet because (laughs) um, you get that quick fix and then it wears off and you want more and you need more of it to get that same level of hit. Exactly. I think doing positive things and maintaining sort of control within your life in general and releasing serotonin, which is a lot more steady and longer lived, it's a much better way of going about it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And there are certainly other things that you can do. So it's great that we're all entitled to our once a day getting outdoors, because if you can exercise, even if it's just a short walk, you're going to be producing some of those same chemicals like serotonin. And that's going to hit those reward centers that you'd otherwise be trying to kind of hit with sugar, for example. So mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you're kind of really struggling with cravings and things like that, I would say, make sure you get your once a day, because then Also, you're getting access to a bit of vitamin D, getting some sunlight on your face, which is also super important for the mood and helping to to balance this out as well. And we know that serotonin is largely produced in the gut as well as the brain. Just to reiterate, serotonin is one of the main feel-good chemicals that makes us kind of have sort of mentally healthy behavior. With that in mind, are are there any foods in particular that are good for producing serotonin or, again, good for maintaining sort of a healthy gut? and therefore producing lots of positive chemicals. So like you say, 95% of serotonin is produced in the gut rather than the brain. So having a healthy kind of digestive system is beneficial for the production of serotonin. There's certain foods which aren't the most appetizing, like turkey and cottage cheese are really rich in tryptophan, which is an amino acid which is converted into serotonin. Way to cheer up the listeners, telling them about turkey. (laughs) (laughs) I know, load up on turkey. Um, not Don't just take a man one down for goodness sake, Becky. <laughs> I know. So, so turkey is number one source of tryptophan, which is going to feed that serotonin cycle and help you feel better, but probably not the most appetizing. Cottage cheese is another good one. And also, so there is, there is some in um, avocados and walnuts as well. People can probably take the idea of avocados and walnuts a lot easier than, than turkey, dry turkey. Yeah, exactly. And there's plenty of other specific foods that help to boost like um, endorphins and things like that. But there's lots of things that are important for healthy digestion. So making sure you've got enough fiber, making sure you're getting enough water, just those two things are really good. And the healthier, you know, your your digestive system is working, the more readily you're going to be able to produce serotonin and keep yourself ticking over mentally. Great. You mentioned about water. On the sort of hydration side of things, first yeah. of all, does, does that affect our mental health? And if so, are all drinks equal or are there some that are very much, uh, that's okay, that's, that's really positive, and there's some that are like, don't go anywhere near that because that's going to really bring your mood down. I guess sugary drinks would be one of those. Sugary drinks and uh, the funnest one, alcohol, I'm afraid, yeah. It not just disrupts our mood, which is it's well known, it's a depressant if you, you, know, you drink too much of it, but it disrupts our sleep, which can also have a knock-on effect on our brain chemicals and our mm. mood. It stops and, our ability yeah, people, to go into REM sleep, doesn't it? Which, we, uh, which I talk about again in the clinic. And REM sleep is, is the kind of point where we process that negative stuff of the day and we kind of turn it from something that's emotional and it's kind of we're holding in and then we rerun it and create it into kind of like a narrative that we can store, but we take the emotion out of it as well. I mean, as, as, as helpful as it, as it is, as a bit of a crutch, especially at the moment, it's probably best not to go OTT on the alcohol if you can help it. People really underestimate just water and being hydrated because even mild dehydration can affect your mood. It can affect anxiety levels. It can affect concentration. 
Um, and, and often, if you have a big glass of water, you generally feel a lot better. And I think people just don't realize it. So like if you're relying on things like caffeine and stuff to keep you going, which I think probably a lot of us do, especially if combined with like sugar. So if you have a cup, a cup of coffee and a, a, like a, a muffin, for example, you're on a right old roller coaster for your mood. Yeah. So I, w- <laughs> I would say try and limit the caffeine to like maybe a couple of cups a day. Try and be sensible with alcohol and just make sure you're drinking enough, enough water. And I guess green tea as well, herbal tea. Green they tea. Good? Yeah, that's a great one. So green tea is really good because it's got um, something called L-theanine in, which is a really calming ingredient for your brain. So yeah, if you're feeling particularly stressed out and anxious, cup of green tea, even though it does have caffeine in it, it's balanced out by L-theanine, which helps to really calm the brain. Are there any sort of top tips that we haven't covered yet that you think, actually, if you follow these steps, it's going to at least put you on the right track to maintaining a mentally healthy mindset whilst we're all kind of stuck in the house and can't really go out too far? We've talked about sugar a lot, which is great. Another thing that helps to balance your blood sugar is making sure you've got enough protein. So include a source of protein in every meal and snack because that just helps to keep blood sugar um, levels managed. Meats and nuts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, meats, nuts, turkey. Um, and that's obviously you get the bonus of having some tryptophan in it. <laughs> Lovely. Foods that are rich in B vitamins like oats, brown rice, eggs, some green leafy veg as well are really important because under conditions of stress, your B vitamins get very quickly used up. And that can lead to symptoms of kind of stress and anxiety and depression as well. Omega-3, which is a well-known brain food, really, our brains like mostly fat. So feeding it with omega-3, which is a really good quality, like anti-inflammatory fat, it has been shown to kind of lift your mood and work as a bit of an antidepressant in the brain. So if you can find some oily fish in the supermarkets and you can stomach it, try and get some into your diet. But remember that there's certain foods that are fun which do help to boost your mood. So chocolate is amazing. So load up on things like dark chocolate. I mean, like aim for as high percentages you can find on the shelves because just the raw kind of chocolate is just a natural mood booster. It yeah. stimulates endorphins. So gives us that kind of feel good factor. So yeah, load up on chocolate, far more fun than turkey. Absolutely. <laughs> if that's the only statement you've given me during this interview, it would have been worth it. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so finally then, is, um, if people want to find out more about you or want to get sort of nutritional advice, how can yeah. they get in touch with you? My website is just healthyhedonist.co.uk and you can email me becky at healthyhedonist.co.uk. Mentally Surviving Corona with Hypnotherapy Change Works. Solution-focused therapy for a calmer, happier life. Go to hypnotherapychangeworks.co.uk to find out more and to book a free initial consultation. So as promised, here are some techniques that you can use to help you maintain a calm and relaxed mind throughout this lockdown, throughout this unusual time. And there are a few simple things that you can do. You can listen to relaxation recordings. By the way, you can get my relaxation recording for absolutely free. All you need to do is email me. You can do that in one of two ways. You can email me straight to my business, which is info at hypnotherapychangeworks.co.uk or you can email me through the podcast email, which is mscpodcast at yahoo.com. 
com. And I'll send that out to you, basically. Simple as that. No ifs, no buts, no obligations. And that will help you to just remain calm. You can also get loads of relaxations and meditations, guided meditations online on YouTube. There's stacks of them there as well. Exercise, as we mentioned with Ria earlier, is really important. Use that 30 minutes a day that you get if you're in the UK. I don't know what it is in other countries. But even if you have to exercise at home, that's something that you can do. Now, I want to share a couple of specific techniques with you. This is really good for calming you down in the moment. There's a technique called 478 breathing. So it's a big, deep breath in through the nose for four seconds. You then hold it for seven seconds and out for eight seconds. So just once again, that's in for four seconds through the nose. Hold for seven seconds and out for eight seconds. And what this does is it activates our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest system. When we're in fight or flight, we're in our sympathetic nervous system. And that's all pumping us full of stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. So we want to switch that back over. And the way that we do that is by slowing down our heart rate, by slowing down our breathing. And we don't have to do this for too long, just maybe 30, 40 seconds or so. And it switches it off and puts it into that calmer, relaxed, rest and digest state. And finally, I want to give you a hypnosis slash NLP tool, which I use. It's called an anchor. Now, an anchor is something that we create all of the time because we create them naturally. Have you ever heard a piece of music and it's immediately taking you back to a time and place, maybe a holiday or a really happy, positive memory, and perhaps even a sad memory because it can work that way too. But have you ever had that experience where that's happened? Essentially, the music is the stimulus that creates the emotional response that was positive at the time. And it feels the same when we relive it because the mind can't tell the difference between what's really happening and what we're imagining, what we're thinking about. Just in the same way when you have those anxious thoughts, it feels real in that moment, doesn't it? So for this technique, I want you to only do this if you can give it your full attention. I want you to settle yourself somewhere comfortable and somewhere where you can close your eyes. So please don't be doing anything else other than this technique. If you are doing something else, pause the podcast, come back to it a little bit later. So I want you to close your eyes somewhere, get yourself nice and comfortable. And I want you to imagine feeling completely relaxed now feeling completely happy and you might want to use a happy memory to do this that's right take your mind to a place where you always feel safe where you always feel calm and where you always feel relaxed now this might be a place that you know really well or perhaps it's a pleasant scene a relaxing scene in your imagination whichever comes to you is absolutely okay now make those feelings really vivid and you feel safe you feel calm and you feel relaxed And as you feel these wonderful, safe, calm and relaxed feelings, now bring a colour into your mind. A colour that represents those lovely feelings for you. And usually the first colour that comes into your mind will be the right one. Sometimes though, another one will appear and it will feel even better. If that happens, you can choose to stay with that one. And even if you're having trouble seeing a colour clearly, don't worry. Just know that it's there and feel it anyway. Now see if you can make that colour and those feelings grow even stronger. The safe feeling, the calm feeling, the relaxed feeling. And let the colour grow and see or feel it surrounding you. 
Feel the warmth. Feel it comforting you like a soft, light blanket. And imagine now that you can breathe that colour in. Feel it filling you, moving all the way through you. Calming, relaxing you and comforting you. And now that you have your colour, you can practice this exercise at home as often as you would wish. Just a couple of times a day, perhaps for a few minutes. And all you need to do is settle yourself comfortably into a chair or lie down on your bed and allow your eyes to close as you imagine bringing that colour all around you, letting it surround you, feeling it, seeing it, or both. And perhaps by now you already feel wonderfully relaxed, calm and safe. But let's intensify that further. Now breathe in the colour, imagining entering every cell, every cell in your body, then imagine it between every cell, feeling it calming you, feeling it relaxing you, letting it comfort you, a wonderful beautiful colour chosen by you, exactly right for you. Each time you practice, you'll find that those feelings get stronger, that you can feel them more quickly and deeply until you find that you can do it anywhere in an instant without even having to close your eyes. And you will bring back those safe, calm, relaxing feelings in any situation. Okay, so I hope that was a lovely experience for you. And if it was, you can just open your eyes now and you can just know that you can practice this technique, listen to it again, or just do it in your mind just by bringing that colour into your mind and having that wonderful positive experience time and time again until you find that you can do it whenever you need to so i hope this podcast has been really helpful please leave us a rating if you think that it has been positive for you i've got to say a big thank you to the production team at media cage productions without them this podcast wouldn't be possible please do subscribe if you're interested in mental health there will be lots of podcasts that will be right up your street that are following very very shortly so subscribe to the channel to make sure you keep up to date with those my name is brian noon as i said at the start of the show i'm a clinical hypnotist therapist a psychotherapist nlp master practitioner and a lecturer at cphd hypnotherapy training if you'd like to find out more about any of those or find out anything else about the show if you've got any questions about anything that i've spoken about you can get in touch with me the email is msc at yahoo.com or as i said you can find me on my website hypnotherapychangeworks.co.uk i'm doing online sessions at the moment with 25 percent off so if you would like me to help you to get through this personally i'd be more than happy to do that as i said all the details hypnotherapychangeworks.co.uk until next time take care of yourself and i'll see you real soon this podcast was a media cage production